0: Um, mm-hmm. I also have my uh, headphones turned way down so that we don't get any overlap.
1: I have my headphones turned way down so that I don't have to hear you. Oh, so. yeah. That, well, I mean, it'll make it a little more difficult yeah. to do the podcast, but that's okay. Not for me, because <laughs> I, I just love myself, so. And theme. <laughs> that's Intro. where the theme goes.
0: Movie! Movie! Welcome to Movied. It's a podcast where we discuss movies with Craig and Jake. Hey, I'm Craig.
1: Uh, Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Uh, All right, Jake, are you opening a beer? No. Hmm. You know what? Now I want one. Here, talk amongst yourself. (laughs) See, I knew this was going to happen.
0: Guys, I'm going to start today's episode with our first ever trigger warning. And today, we're going to be talking about the film Promising Young Woman. And although there is, you will not see a sexual assault in this movie, the entire thing is about rape culture and tensions surrounding it. Do you want me to wait for you to open your open your beverage before we really start talking about Promising Young Woman? Jake? No. No. <laughs> Promising Young Woman stars Carrie Mulligan as, oh, wait, did you want to do this synopsis? Spoiler free, Craig. Spoiler free. No, you do it. Carrie Mulligan portrays a young woman named Cassie who spends her evenings, or at least some of her evenings, going to different clubs, all sorts of clubs, bars, things of that nature. Pretends to be drunk until some young man offers to take her, put her in a cab or whatever, at which point inevitably they end up taking her back to his place, or maybe sometimes she also volunteers to go back to their place continues the drunk thing to the point where she seems like she can is not capable of making a consent decree. Then she basically calls them out on it, proves she's not drunk and makes them face up to what they were about to do. It is incredibly tense, incredibly beautiful and in poppy, fantastically entertaining and, and just disturbing and, and, and very and- disturbing. It is the first film of Emerald Fennel. She
1: portrays Camilla. On The Crown.
0: Hmm. And in other stuff as well. I didn't
1: recognize her uh, as the director in this movie as a person in The Crown. And she... Well, she didn't appear in this movie. Yeah, but I didn't... Her her implied presence... I did not recognize that as being on the crown. She is also a novelist, and she
0: was the showrunner of season two of Killing Eve, a program I enjoy mightily. I still need to watch season two. I've only watched the first episode. It was great. Um, Season one was amazing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, And this is her directorial
1: feature debut. Also, also Bo Burnham's in it. Bo Burnham, who directed Eighth Grade. Yeah, I didn't recognize Eighth Grade in this movie. his directing of that but i did recognize bo burnham i only and i only recognized bo burnham once the credits arrived you know you never seen bo burnham stuff before what does he what does he do before eighth grade uh he was stand-up comedy youtube nope tons of youtube videos i haven't heard of youtube what's that wow wow you need to watch some bo burnham videos. is it good is he funny yes (laughs) okay yes does he end every youtube video by going gucci uh You know. Oh, okay. That was actually the... That was from the star of 8th grade. I know. I love it. her thing. I love that. I watched the the behind-the-scenes You really only know Bo Burnham as the director of that movie? That's the only thing I know.
0: Yep. That's it. Wow. Well, no. And then I I knew him from his uh, fantastic performance
1: in the film Promising Young Woman. Well, you need to watch some of his YouTube videos. And his stand-up's great, too. Okay. Anyway. And Molly Shannon's in it. Yep. And... Not not very long, but she's in no. it. And Allison Brie is in it. Allison Brie's in it, and then a, a cadre,
0: as we're going to get into a cadre of Hollywood nice guys who I adore, like uh, Chris Lowell and Max Greenfield and um uh, uh Adam Brody. Love Adam Brody, and what's the guy's name? Chris Christoph mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Plots or whatever. I don't I don't know how to say his name, but he's in Fright Night the remake, and he's great. <laughs> and did you like this movie? Would you recommend this movie? I give this movie my highest recommendation the jake five star Uh, chef's kiss
1: the jake's chef's kiss i gotta make it it gross (laughs) make it gross okay sure is that what (laughs) kissing a chef is gross i mean during a pandemic would i recommend this movie yes see i thought this movie was great i give it five craig uh um beards chef elbow bumps chef elbow bumps Great, I recommend it and watch it. And now we should get into spoilers. Probably see. This huh? is the
0: thing, though. Like we like. So there is so much discourse around this movie about why it's um, harmful to like actively harmful. People call it. Um, and and the people who love it love it. The people who hate it can't stand it. Some people consider it boring. Some people consider it false advertising. I want to boring. Get into, I want to yes. I want to get into all of this because it's so fascinating to me. Um, but. The thing about it is, once it started, like I was captivated from start to finish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Boring, I don't get at all. And if uh, you, and and like I said, you do not see a sexual assault in it, but the entire thing is about the consequences that people live with and the the ways that it ruins lives and guilt versus forgiveness. And there's so many, there's so much going on in this movie. If you have any any reservations maybe it's not for you but if you if there's a, just any little part of you that's interested in watching it stop this podcast before the spoilers this movie should not be spoiled unless it's already been spoiled for you then shame on you twitter
1: i definitely think it's a very tense movie and it won't make you won't feel good i think if you're going in expecting it to expecting it to be a certain way or go a certain direction you're you're going to probably be shocked i mean i i feel like i kind of knew like the whole time like at, at times it feels like it could be a rom-com i can't imagine anyone being that tricked into thinking it's an a- actually gonna be a rom-com no
0: no you know? no 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 i'm, I'm talking <laughs> about people who saw the trailer expecting it to be one thing and then being so we'll get into it when, once we get into spoilers spoiler time
1: spoiler time here we go guys this is it we're getting into spoilers now this is ready it. ready for the spoilers yes so She's an alien.
0: No, I didn't actually understand that. I think I misread the movie. If that's the case, oh yeah,
1: it was implied this time. It was. It wasn't like overt. Okay. But, is that why she but, kept
0: changing into different outfits? She was trying to understand how to be a human.
1: Yeah, and that's why other people were changing into other outfits. Why people had different wardrobes throughout the yeah, movie. Yeah, is that why? Because she was an alien. Well, yeah, yeah, and others were aliens as well. Oh wow, that's everybody why. was. So this didn't. That, pay- you know how? You know how in in movies. Most movies everyone's wearing the same clothes throughout yeah, the entire right, movie. Right. And this movie people <laughs> changed clothes because they were aliens. Okay, none of that's true. But okay, I will give you the big flat out spoiler. The big flat out spoiler The, the, the real the real the real big spoiler. For real. Now. Yeah. You you do you want to stop listening if you don't want this. This is the time. It's me. time to do this it. This is the time. Ready? The spoiler is Did you stop yet? She is murdered at the, at she the end. She dies.
0: And they get rid of her body. And then the guy who she's been like the big bad the whole time is standing there at his wedding. He gets to have his beautiful picturesque wedding. Yep. But then she gets him beyond the grave. I want to talk about that a little bit more with uh,
1: by kind of revealing what he had done. So here's the thing. I was I liked the movie a lot. Yeah. And it was probably it was already going to be one of my favorite of the year. I don't know if I would have given it five stars, maybe four and a half. But then when she got, when she died, I was like, whoa, <laughs> they really did it. Wow. And it sometimes you can do something like that in a movie and I, and I might be like, what? See, that doesn't make this sense. this is what I was worried but about this, with you, though, because that's why I texted time, you
0: saying like, I don't think you'll like it. I texted you that yeah. because I know what an endings guy you are. And I thought you would feel <laughs> betrayed by the ending.
1: No, this ending is
0: great. This is absolutely the way it should end. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, 100%. Emerald Fennel agrees. She's, I've listened to so, I've listened, I've consumed so much about the making of this movie since I didn't think we were going to do a movie on it because I wasn't, I wasn't sure it was a movie that people were going to want the opinion of like two middle aged white guys about. She keeps talking about the ending because people, it's the, it's the big thing surrounding the conversation about this movie is like, okay, so you, you start with the trailer, right? You've got the trailer. It looks like a really poppy, Almost like very stylized cotton candy version of like
1: a '70s rape revenge thriller. I didn't see the trailer. Oh, you didn't? So no, and I don't. I haven't. I've read. I haven't read much about the making of it either. Well, the trailer
0: is what yeah. hooked me. It's it's why I was like, yeah. oh my gosh! Like as soon as I saw the trailer for it, I was like, this looks amazing. It, it just had that look of a very poppy, bright, overly saturated, like cello renditions of Britney Spears toxic kind of you know it was gonna be that movie yeah. you go you watch a girl go take on the patriarchy with like you know her little case full of needles and confronting guys and it looked so, like she was gonna so, go around hurting these dudes like so
1: did it look it looked like a
0: Robert Rodriguez movie it looked kind of Robert Rodriguez he kind of Quentin Tarantino y yeah. it had that vibe yeah. to it and and that's what people expected going in. The catharsis of watching rapists be murdered, basically. You know, that's what the yeah. rape revenge film is about. I've seen yeah. so many of them. I've, I've as, as a lot of my horror education, I've consumed a lot of these movies. So it's all about you, you witness a horrible crime and then you watch the people pay for their horrible crime. Yeah. And, and that's what this looked like. When she goes through, and it's not that, And she's not hurting people. She's just looking them in the eye and making them come face to face with the reality of what they have done, what they do, and what they allow to happen in society every day. Like people are like, but I, uh," you know, they get they get so upset that they're they're having to face the reality of this thing instead of getting the catharsis.
1: I didn't go into the movie thinking any that any of this. I didn't expect. Well, yeah, you didn't see the trailer, so why did you want to see the movie? Because it, ha- I had good reviews and people were saying it was good. But then, and I planned to watch it at some point, and I probably would have waited longer. I waited until it wasn't twenty bucks to watch it. Yeah. Um. But you kept, uh, kept badgering me, so so I had to watch it. And I didn't know when I watched it that I was gonna be that we were gonna do a movie on it. So I didn't take notes.
0: Oh that. yeah, yeah. We uh, we we won't. So we won't be able to go through the Craig's notes
1: of it all. I guess it's kind of set up in a way to be like a grindhouse sort of revenge movie, a little bit, but not really. I didn't, that's not the impression I got. To me, it was, it was, it was just kind of its own thing. I, I, I know we've had conversations about this before, but I think a lot in genre.
0: You know, mm-hmm. I'm very mm-hmm. deeply embedded in the ideas of genre, and mm-hmm. so this thing very much declared itself to be a part of this genre, like from the trailer yeah. to yeah the to the uh picture like the uh art the art surrounding it it all has
1: that vibe to it now you've listened to interviews and and stuff i haven't much yeah yeah but uh uh did that i would assume that all that marketing had nothing to do with the director like okay so she
0: uh so emerald fennel she Mm. talks about it in the vein of this of the revenge thriller you know mm-hmm. she she's a she's a fan of the revenge thriller movies but um from everything that i've heard and i've heard several they are deep in award season press right now so like the the last few things that i've heard you hear the vibrancy of of them draining away and just them repeating the answers i've heard in previous things so i think mm-hmm. i've plumbed the depths of what there is until <laughs> until they release yeah. a blu-ray on this thing which i would absolutely yeah. buy and then the steel book collector's edition yeah. she and and um Carrie, who I thought I think she's amazing in this movie. Mm-hmm. She is incredible as yes. Cassie. Yep. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Like I like she every every part of her from the revengey lady to the drunk character she plays to just mm-hmm. the like steely gaze person in her normal life with her mm-hmm. like like feminine aesthetic. And she just mm-hmm. looks like through you, <laughs> like it's yeah. just so. She's, she's just hypnotic in this flick, man. I just think she's incredible.
1: It opens with the uh, Adam Brody; he's the asshole at the beginning, yeah, who takes her home and use and is taking advantage of a passed out woman. Um, and then it, it she wakes up, and then it cuts to like they, you don't see what happens. Yeah. and she and she's walking home, and she's got blood going down her leg. Okay. I didn't know if I thought maybe she killed him. So I didn't she know. has a
0: red liquid dripping down her arm as she eats a hot dog. Oh, I thought she had something going on her leg. Dude, uh, no, she just had her shoes off and she was kind of mm. walking along mm. the sidewalk. I'm gonna take it back for a second because right before the Adam Brody scene, <laughs> mm-hmm. Fennel like announces what she's up to because the opening credits music is it's raining men and it's nothing but like chubby dudes in khakis and polo shirts like dancing. Mm-hmm like buffoons and it's just showing like their guts they're like pleated pants it's like it's like this is what we're getting into guys this isn't gonna be like just a picnic and she's doing her walk and then there are three construction workers across the street at a construction site doing the whole hey baby walk of shame slutty slutty bloody bloody whatever you know they're doing their thing and she just stops stands still and just stares at them while they continue to catcall and then they kind of stop catcalling because it's weird that she's just stopped and is staring at them. And then they start yeah. to get angry at her. And then they finally, like, give up and they, they walk away. And that, yeah. like, I said this to you in text message because I thought, how brilliant. That one scene is the entire movie. Coming to you in the cold light of day, looking you mm-hmm. in your eyes until
1: you realize who you are, what you've done, and what you allow. Like yeah. that's her whole yeah. deal it, it, I think if people are going in expecting just an easy story about taking down a villain that's that's I think one of the big issues about this movie is that it's not that it's everybody who's complicit because you allow
0: it, yeah, so Cassie was yeah.
1: not sexually assaulted herself uh, that we know
0: of, but like mm-hmm. that all of she's doing all of this to kind of make people face up to the realities of society because of uh, sexual assault that her friend Nina
1: suffered and then mm-hmm. was never able to recover from. And then yeah, we don't actually know what happened where Nina is in this movie. We don't, it never says if she died yeah, or she if died. She, does it say that? Um, if it, if it, if they don't actively say it, I there, it's a hundred percent. She died. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's, in, I think intentionally they don't say what would happened to her.
0: I don't know whether they said it or not, or I heard it in an interview or something, but like, I feel like, I feel like I got that from the movie.
1: Yeah. So she's, she's getting revenge, basically trying to teach the world what they're doing wrong because of what happened to Nina. Yeah.
0: yeah. Not like individuals, the Dean who never did anything about it at the college. Who else does she the, get? Lawyer. the lawyer. The lawyer. The
1: lawyer who got... Who, Alfred Molina. Who got plenty
0: of these people off yeah. in court. See, and that's the point at which you think she's about to really start doing some stuff. You're like, okay, cuz she <laughs> that guy is out outside like waiting to I don't know, at least beat up Alfred Molina, if not kill him. I assumed kill yeah. him. But like yeah. he admitted what he had been complicit in and had been a part of and that she forgave him. She said, I forgive you. Whether or not Cassie as a character herself was capable of forgiveness is something mm. that Emerald Fennell and Carrie Mulligan talk about a lot. And Because they talked mostly in terms of addiction, they said. Her addiction mm-hmm. is getting out there and making people face themselves. And yeah. she, it has to get higher and higher because she can't actually confront the thing that she needed to, which was Chris Lowell. Mm -hmm. which is brings me to another thing the 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 cadre of hollywood nice guys (laughs) that are the backdrop of this movie every guy that she goes out with they all play nice guys in other movies or tv shows chris lowell is from glow he's from veronica mars he is a nice guy and he's the main bad guy he's the one who kills her max Mm -hmm. greenfield is his name anyway he was also in veronica mars officer leo he was on new girl He is, he's a little bit less of a nice guy on New Girl, but he plays nice guys in other things, especially Veronica Mars. Adam Brody, of course, a nice guy in everything
1: except for Jennifer's body, where he kills women. Um, I I also like how at the beginning they set him up as a nice guy, like, yeah, because his friends, his friends, his drunk friends are like, ooh like talking about her like passed out basically passed out yeah, of the club. Yeah. But she's basically and, asking for it. How do these ladies and, get And he into and end? he's kind of like, "Guys, come on." Yeah. And he tries to he tries to play the hero and take her home. And then and then towards the end, he is no longer the hero. Craig, that is the first half of the actual trailer.
0: It's like mm. you you're seeing the, this and you're thinking, "Oh my god, this is one of those movies where it's all about sexual assault and it's going to be a heavy heavy drama." But then it it she gets up and is like I said what are you doing and you see like the look on his face and you're like oh damn this movie's going to be crazy and it is and even it though It is a heavy drama. Even though it's not a, a a typical rape revenge movie where you're seeing the the like visceral graphic punishment of the abusers. Like Last House on the Left, uh, I spit on your grave. It's a whole s- subgenre. They call her One Eye. Mm-hmm. There's like so like you have to watch somebody undergo usually you have to watch somebody undergo horrific abuse first and that's part of it and that's part of the exploitation move mm-hmm. of it. It's like Wes Craven's first uh yeah, like first legit movie Last House on the yeah. Left was that.
1: Well, in this you don't even see the abuse no you it's left out the abuse is left out and so is the catharsis the uh, the revenge yeah it's more it's more realistic because that kind of thing happens in private 100% You don't know, you don't, it's not announced. You don't know about it. Most people don't know about it when it happens. A big part of the movie we haven't even mentioned yet is the romantic comedy part of the movie, which is Bo Burnham and her start dating. So she was a med student and she
0: was doing very well at school until Nina had to drop out and so came to all of the trauma. Uh, Bo Burnham remembered her from class. He sees her at her coffee shop that she works in, the cutest little Instagram-ready coffee shop you ever did see. He, like, tries to ask her out. She's not into it. He continues to try to ask her out. She kind of allows it. He tries to kiss her goodnight. She has a hard time engaging with that because of who she is and what mm-hmm. she does. And then she kind of beats herself up about that. She tries again. They, he kind of slowly works his way through all of her defenses, mm-hmm. and, like, is a great person mm-hmm. for her. He meets her parents. That scene is hilarious, mm-hmm. the, the scene between him and her parents at dinner. Her mom is uh, the legally blonde lady. I don't remember her name, but she's so funny. Yeah. And the way that they, <laughs> that scene is just great. So, again, reinstilling
1: their yeah. romance,
0: she can't stop herself from going but out. But that, whole, that whole
1: sequence is, like, it gives you hope. That like she can she yeah. can lead a normal life. You still want her to lead a normal life, and it gives you hope. Yeah. Um, and then find out that she, that he was also uh, there during the the at the at, party. during the incident. It's, it, but he was he wasn't partaking, but he was uh, commenting on it and not doing not he doing was, anything. Yeah.
0: It sound it sounded like commenting mm-hmm. and laughing because she's watching um, a video so,
1: you hear the video you don't see it which is
0: yeah you know, and that's a brilliant yeah. too because because so Alison Bree comes back after Cassie breaks down and tells her that nothing happened with her and the guy she knows it for a fact she doesn't tell her that she hired the guy to take her up mm-hmm. there but she's like I know for a fact she's like oh thank god Alison Bree comes back with an old phone that she says I saved this old phone you know for pictures mm-hmm. And then, and that little throwaway, you know, for pictures, I love so Mm -hmm. much because it's so real. And it's, you don't, I haven't seen that in a movie yet before Mm -hmm. either. So, like, she, like, here's the video. We were all passing it around. She didn't, Cassie didn't know there was a video in the first Mm -hmm. place. So, she's like, oh, my God. Okay, so I have to watch this thing. And as soon as she turned it on, that's when I was like, "Uh uh-oh, he's going to be in it. He's going to be in it. He was at the school. He knows those guys. He knows that. I forget the big bad's name. He knows that he's getting Mm -hmm. married. Yeah. And when she confronts him, this is the truly, like there's so much tragic in this movie, but when she confronts him, his pissy, whiny little defenses go up and he shuts down on her and is like, I was young. Everyone was there. Everybody, he does the whole, he does society's Mm -hmm. thing. If he had just owned up to Mm -hmm. it, and apologized and talk about how he would never do it today. He, it was a different time. He wished it never happened. There was If he had Alfred Molina'd, <laughs> they still might have been able to be together.
1: I suppose so. I feel like she would have, I think she already had her mind kind of made up at that point. It may, yeah, maybe it, it could have turned around again later, but...
0: She's like, okay, well, I guess I'll ruin your life then. And he's like... And she's like, unless you tell me where the bachelor party is, and he's like, fine, and he tells her where dude's bachelor party is—the guy who
1: who raped Nina years ago. She goes to the bachelor party as a stripper, posing as a stripper, and in the coolest costume. That wig is so cool, and
0: that that wig in the movie. So that's when Britney Spears is toxic on, like, a string quartet is playing as she's approaching the house. It's the coolest, like. This whole movie, the design is impeccable. The cinematography is impeccable. The music choices, the colors, everything. It's just, it, everything is meant to draw you in and pull you in. Just like she is at the bars. She's, she's pulling you in
1: to make you confront what is mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. She, she gets the, she manages to coax the groom into a room by, alone, even though he... After drugging he, the entire, he clearly wedding, does not want party. to do this. Like he doesn't want to. Yeah, I no. Part. He, he didn't want a stripper there or anything, and he and he he doesn't want to do this. And then she and you kind of get the the sense that he, he 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 feel he thinks he's a changed person. Like he's not he's not that person. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I mean a hundred percent.
0: But he also he also has that he's got the broy attitude. You
1: know. Oh yeah. Well. It, like he's he's his, got a very bro-y his, fr- his quality. friend is like uh, the cliche bro. Like he she drugs the whole
0: uh, bachelor party by making them do shots from a bottle she's doctored, and then she takes mm. Chris Lowell into the bedroom, and he's like, "Okay, we don't don't we don't going to do anything. Just you know, mm. let's hang out in here for a while, and then we can go back out, and you can say whatever we mm. did whatever." And mm. but she still handcuffs him to the bed. <laughs> she says, "You." It's not only her dignity you took from her then. You took her name. Mm. From then on, when people saw her, it was your name they said, your name they talked about, your name they giggled. And so now I think it's only appropriate that you wear her mm. name. And pulls out a scalpel. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. And gets free and smothers it with a pillow. And, In a really long kills, time. It kills takes her. a long and time. like, clearly
1: does. He's, he hates it just as much. Like or, Well, maybe not just as much as she does. But, like. But he he's not enjoy. It's not like something he wanted to do. But he's no uh, he does it because it, to him that's his only way out. I guess that's what he perceives as his only yeah. way out. Yeah, and and then they they bear, the, his friend comes in. It's like what 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 the fuck? And uh, so this is something
0: I wanted to talk yeah. about because Carrie Mulligan plays this whole movie so so straight and so beautiful and. It's it's not it's subtle for what the character is and she it's she plays it straight. Mm-hmm. Bo Burnham plays it straight. There are certain aspects of this movie that are played hugely over mm-hmm. the top, way satirical, and it's all of the dudes she oh, yeah. takes home, except for maybe Adam Brody. But the movie's but, meant uh, it's the,
1: it's trying to show it's it has a clear purpose, which is what's so good about it, and which, which is why it all makes sense and her getting killed totally makes sense it's it's clear what the purpose of this movie is it's to <laughs> show you uh uh how how society really works it's playing up certain things making certain things cartoonish but yeah it, but like so that's like the the guys
0: yeah. the nice guys once they're caught out get way cartoonish yeah. like set like hugely Although, satirically you know, like i mean like he's like <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah. he's he's going yeah. big
1: a lot of this might have been inspired by uh, Brett Kavanaugh, the, the the hearing. Oh, sure, sure. Um, yeah, because there were moments that were pretty similar in, during the hearings. During <laughs> that he he cried during. But Max Greenfield is society yeah. being like,
0: "Hey, buddy, we're not gonna let this just this little lady ruin your entire life." Yeah. No, look, you're a you know, you're a white man in a button-up shirt. There's nothing going to happen yeah. to you.
1: Like as soon as she was murdered, like I was like, wait, is she actually going to die? There's a long scene of him smothering Me too. smothering her uh with a pillow. And I was like, oh my god, they're actually going like, to do wait. this. There and I'm like, do I this. don't know how I feel about this. Like, but I wasn't even thinking in terms of how I feel about it for the movie. I'm like, I just, I just don't want her uh-huh. to die. Like, yeah, yeah. As a as person. A, yeah. I loved, I yeah, loved Cassie. Yeah. Uh, like, no, I don't want her to die. But like, it, I guess it, in reality, this is how it would work. Like, why would she be, why wouldn't she, why wouldn't he kill her? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I yeah. well, and that's
0: exactly what Emerald Fennel mm. said. She said the, she, the Cassie never brings a weapon to any of her nights mm. out because the second, she brings the weapon. Emerald Fennel's like, I would never pull a knife on a man because I know the second I pull a knife on mm-hmm. a man, he's gonna grab it from me and turn it mm-hmm. on me. And she said the second that's why when when a weapon enters the scene, it's not gonna go good for Cassie. Because Emerald Fennel says, That's real. Yeah. Because that because the other way didn't make sense. She said there was a version of this movie in my head where she's walking away from the burning cabin, but that's not it didn't that would make be sense way once too, I got there. Uh happy
1: of an ending. Like it's the rape revenge yeah. movie,
0: man. That's, that's what people, that's the escapist thing. People who are familiar with the genre
1: clicked on, paid their 20 bucks to yeah. see. And then, but then as soon as it happened, as soon as he he kills her and then, and then it plays out by showing them like burning the body and uh, doing all this stuff. I was like, that's where I, where it went from a good movie to yeah. like one of the best movies ever made where it's like, Oh <laughs> yeah. my God. I was like, I- yeah.
0: I, I was so confused. I was so at a loss because I was expecting her to do something to him at the end. There's no way I thought she was going to die. Mm-hmm. Once he started smothering her with the pillow, I was like, there's no way she's going to yeah. die. And then, okay, so she stopped moving, but she's not dead. And then it's the next morning and she hasn't yeah. moved. And I'm like, she can't be dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they burn her body
1: and I'm like, she's yeah. dead. But it also, it's a hard it's a hard thing to be able to do to make it... Something you you don't want to happen that you don't think will happen. And then when it happens, it makes total sense.
0: Yeah. Not what should happen, but what would happen. Yes. 100% true. You were never going to understand that this is the culture we live in if she succeeded. She had to fail like everybody does because the system is built to keep them from succeeding. And then I was like, how... Is this movie going to end?
1: They give you a catharsis of, of, of some kind, if there's any consolation, uh, where the wedding it happens. Bo Burnham goes to the wedding and uh, he gets a text posthumously from... Uh, <laughs> Isn't pa- it posthumously? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You were being uh, funny. Sorry. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> from Cassie. And basically, I don't remember what the text says. You probably do. I don't remember what the text says huh. either. What it amounts to
0: is uh, you didn't think that was going to be the end of it. Yeah, something yeah. like that. You didn't think it was going to end this way, did you? Or something yeah. that also kind of like is wink wink to the audience. You didn't think it was going to end yeah. that way. Like, and then you hear the police cars coming to the wedding. You see Max Greenfield like kind of getting ready to run. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris Lowell, who just got married to his lovely bride, is like, what's, wait, what's happening here? And you see that she sent. Her intention to go to a party at this address to meet these people, like to Alfred Molina, if anything happens to me or if I'm not heard from by this time, this is where you go to investigate this. These are the people responsible. Yeah. And so they went there, they found the remains of her body, and they come to arrest him. It's so rare that justice happens all. in these yeah. cases. It's- There's an awful lot of convenient things that are happening in yeah. that scene, but I needed it. <laughs> so badly at that point in the movie i was like something has to (laughs) like i didn't want cassie to be dead i don't care even if she gets this guy i just didn't want her to die Mm. but she had to for the point of the movie to be served Mm. and this little button even though it's all so convenient
1: chris lowell's arrested i bet they get max greenfield too uh yeah probably (laughs) that's it's funny how he runs away he how how much of a cartoon character he is (laughs) <laughs> he is yeah. such
0: a cartoon character yeah. kind of like schmidt schmidt is his character name in new yeah. girl
1: i finally yeah. got it uh yeah it's a great movie and i really hope you saw it before you listened to our ramble because otherwise i we really didn't, we hope. didn't really do a good job of making it understandable what we were talking about if you hadn't seen it <laughs> well no yeah. you should see the movie uh, it's it's incredible yeah. it's an incredible uh work. if you weren't following too much good i hope good cuz you watch this movie and you really don't know what to what to expect. What's going to happen next? Sometimes it's a rom-com, sometimes it's hinting at being a revenge movie. I love that. I love it when a movie when I really legitimately don't know what's going to happen next but yet I'm still interested.
0: It's as good as movie, it's as good as storytelling yes. can get. Like when you're involved, you're invested and you don't know it's what's going to happen. It's how I felt
1: about We never really talked about this movie. It's how I felt about Parasite too. I had I got similar vibes to that movie cuz that movie had like a a thriller sort of genre association, but also a, a much larger argument it was making about the world. Um, and this movie does the same and also shocks you. One other thing can I really like? So there's certain things that
0: uh, Carrie and Emerald will not talk about when they're talking about the movie. There's questions they won't answer. Um, even when they were. Young and energetic in their press cycle (laughs) Like they still wouldn't talk about them And one of the things that intrigues me the most is uh, They will not talk about her Color-coded journal When she comes home after Confronting Adam Brody, she comes in and she Makes a tick, but there are different Colored pen marks Throughout the notebook And I was like, ooh, it's color-coded She did this to this guy, this to this (laughs) guy, but they won't say what it means And after thinking about this movie For so long, I couldn't stop thinking about This movie (laughs) after I watched it But I've come to the conclusion, for me, and since they're not going to answer it, this will always be canon for me, I think it's just when she loses a pen. (laughs) 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 Like, it's so much a part of her life. That she just grabs whatever pen, like, because that's why there's like a few red marks in a row and then it changes to a black and then a blue. Like, that's how pens function in my life. It's like, (laughs) it's just
1: like, today I need to make a note and here's, I lost that other pen. Here's this pen. Maybe they're not telling you because they're planning a prequel and, or a sequel and they don't, and it'll be revealed. Like, I felt such an instinctive, like, don't touch the movie. Like when you said that, but like,
0: (laughs) if these people did it, it would be amazing.
1: Yeah, but don't do it. Don't do it. Jake, we still have questions to ask each other. Six
0: questions. Let's do it, bro.
1: Okay. Uh, Top three revenge movies. Kill Bill Volume 1. Mm-hmm. Man on
0: Fire. I don't know that. Do I know that? Okay. Denzel Washington is a bodyguard for Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Tony Scott movie. They kidnap Dakota Fanning. He thinks they've murdered her. He goes killing everybody. Yeah. A really amazing movie. Okay
1: and then the theatrical cut not the director's cut of the movie payback with mel gibson i remember i saw payback in the theater that when i think of a revenge movie that's like one of the first ones that comes to mind for me but i didn't put it on my list because it's been so long and i don't really know how I it would watched hold it up. so so many times all right well i need to rewatch it but also that's a little unfair because two other ones on my list i also haven't seen in a long time but i put them there anyway because because i used to really like them a lot i don't know once upon a time in the west Great. I loved it, but it's been, been a while, and it is long. It is very long. Yeah. Um, I used to have a poster of it. Uh, <laughs> the Limey. Uh, oh,
0: wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: Steven yeah. Soderbergh.
0: Yeah, Terrence Stamp.
1: Uh, shocking. The editing of that movie was shocking to me when I first saw it. I don't know if it would be weird now nowadays if, if like what happened in that movie was so odd, but I remember like the way it was cut is what made the movie. It was a yeah. very simple story about a dad going and avenging his daughter's murder Yep. and going and killing people along the way. It was like, it would cut to, uh, like stuff that happened before and stuff that happened after without even, it just kind of flowed together and didn't, you didn't even know where you were in time. Several at several points. I got to rewatch that though. Cause I don't remember. I don't remember if I, how good it is really, but yeah. Uh, and then, uh, one that I definitely love, uh, is in the bedroom with um, um, Tom uh Wilkinson. Is that his name? I don't think I don't think I've uh, seen that. Sissy Spacek, uh, Marissa Tomei. No. Other people. Uh, it is it, it when pe- for a while there when people asked me my top five favorite movies of all time. Oh really? It, it was in the top five. It probably still is in the top five. Wow. Yeah. Love that movie and also horribly disturbing and you won't feel good oh that Uh, really makes me want to watch it honestly i'm not even joking that makes me want to watch it you i think you'd like it i can't i'm surprised you haven't seen it
0: okay my first question is craig Mm -hmm. cassie at one point in this movie spits in bo burnham's coffee as a wheezy waiter did you ever
1: witness kitchen staff messing with customer food no okay i never did and i never did it i never even felt like i wanted to do it i would feel terrible and it's gross and just like i i wouldn't get any pleasure out of it even if i hated the person i'm serving like right i heard a story of a coworker spitting cuz she when she was new she was new and she spit in a drink and then people were like well, why'd you do that it's like <laughs> cuz like nobody does it nobody <laughs> nobody that worked there did it like maybe yeah. there's restaurants where there's a the culture where they spit in stuff but where there was definitely wasn't where I worked. So, yeah, you mean when yeah. you when you were yeah. when, you were yeah. when, a when a I worked at, blah, 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 blah. at when I worked at. Hey, hi, welcome to blah. blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> um, first date advice. Uh, I, what did I say? I said three tips. Three. Yeah. T- three first date tips. Yeah,
0: mine are pretty standard. Okay, uh, be on time. Don't yeah. be late. It's not a great look for either party um be honest as in just be yourself don't try to pretend to be something you're not on the mm-hmm. first date because you're not mm-hmm. setting yourself up for success mm-hmm. you know uh and the third one is the most important and that's just listen to the person like listen yep. to the person talking and ask them questions
1: wow i was hoping that you we n- there'd be no overlap between us but yeah the la- the last one is one of mine okay yeah. ask, ask questions and listen that's my advice for any sort of conversation Everything. with a stranger Because I've, I've had, I, I've never been throughout my life good at talking to people I don't know, but then touring with my band and meeting people I don't know over and over and over again, people would want to talk, but they wouldn't know what to say. I wouldn't know what to say. So I just ask questions and listen. Yeah. And then, yeah, the key is listen. Yeah, you got to, you got to actually listen. Yeah. Because then you can talk, you can respond to what they're saying. And it becomes a conversation. Yes. Then I had plan something short. Like, oh, good idea. That's good. Yeah, don't go to a restaurant that's going to be like a long journey or like don't do something. Or like a restaurant, then bowling, then something else. Like just plan one short thing. Have an escape plan. Uh, have a way nice. out. Have a way nice. out. A way, a way to like get out at any point, but also a way to end it at the end. Like... uh. In case, just in case you want it to end. Yeah, in you case know.
0: it's not the right thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Solid. That's very good
0: advice. I think your advice is better than mine, honestly. It's much more practical. Okay, my second question, Craig. Yeah. So question four is, yeah. there is a pretty crazy bachelor party in this movie, Craig. What was your favorite part of your bachelor party?
1: Uh, paintballing. Doing, doing the paintball. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, <laughs> was there a favorite part of paintball? I mean, it's kind. It's one of the most memorable parts. I don't know if it's my favorite. Was was when my dad, when everyone unloaded on my dad. When <laughs> what? It it. Or there were two teams, and there was a tower in the middle, and yeah. you had you had to we. Someone had to get up the tower. It was a long battle, and eventually, my dad worked his way up, and then the guy who was in charge of everything was like, "All right, all right, everybody, once he gets up there, just shoot, shoot at him." <laughs> oh, I do remember that. Yeah. And, do he remember that. and he got up there, and he. You got it? And then everyone shot. I didn't shoot. Oh, okay. But it was funny. Sure, he, Craig. My I'm sure dad, you didn't shoot. My dad thought it was funny, and and it's just fun being in the thick of it. You know? It was so fun. That was such yeah. a fun bachelor party,
0: man. My favorite yeah. part of my bachelor party um, also includes a game, but it was not paintball. Mm-hmm. It was spin the bottle. No, I'm just kidding. It was... <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, it, it was playing... Um, Rock band. We were playing Beatles rock band on a big screen and uh, Craig was singing and I was playing um, guitar and somebody else was playing bass and we had the drums and everything. And it was full voice, full volume. We had had a little bit to drink at that point and it was just a blast.
1: That was a really, really fun bachelor party there, Jake. Yeah, thanks, man. Question five. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Can you say this line? While implying deep emotional pain. Oh sh- Okay. <laughs> and I just wrote down a random line. Oh uh, okay. I, I just I just made up something. Uh, Please pass the salt, kind sir. This soup is delicious, but I just want more flavor. Deep emotional pain. You want me to text it to you? Send the no, no, I know I got Kay. it. Okay.
0: Please. Excuse me. Please pass the salt, kind sir. This soup is delicious, but I just need more flavor.
1: (laughs) All right. All right. That was good. All right. Hit me. Okay. I haven't even practiced this. Good. Because I hadn't either. (laughs) No. Uh, Please pass the salt kind, sir. This soup is delicious, but I want more flavor.
0: Okay. yeah 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 you went way more subtle with it i like i could see it though i could see it i could see it mine was more of a uh um a boiling pot yours was was a simmering pot <laughs> i think that mine was i was trying to bury it oh the, yeah 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 that's why it was a simmer for me I mean, that's what, I, was but going that's what for. I that's what i felt like uh, the sixth and final question uh, craig <laughs> yeah what is your favorite movie where the main character or characters dies
1: yeah, I uh, thought about this for a while. Is uh, "No Country for Old Men"? Mine, the first movie that came to mind when I asked that question
0: was Thelma and Louise. I just wanted to look at one of those lists where like protagonist dies lists. Yeah, and I was like, oh my goodness, Donnie Darko is on that list. So mm. I've seen that way more than Thelma and Louise. I know I would, we've talked about Darko too much already, so we don't I have definitely to get into it.
1: would not make that my choice.
0: I know, but it's my number one. And then I also saw on that list, and I was like,
1: oh. The Professional. That's a good one. Yeah, so I real. had
0: to do three. I'm sorry. I wanted to tell you what my first instinct was, my true answer, and the one that
1: made me clutch my heart. <laughs> yeah. Those are all real. Well, Donnie Darko, whatever. But though the other two are, are yeah.
0: I would also like to do a movied episode in which you and I discuss the difference between uh, the Justice Leagues. It's a fascinating opportunity to look at... Uh, basically the same movie from two different points of view and it's never like other than the exorcist four it's -hmm. never happened before where there are two released versions of the same movie from two different directors yeah and so i I think it'd be cool to explore i except it's four hours long the zack snyder version
1: didn't care about justice league i don't really care about most in most dc movies uh i don't usually like Zack snyder movies okay so maybe but... we shouldn't do this <laughs> <laughs> uh but well, I, i'd love to let's do it no i, yeah. I actually don't i don't think yeah. it would
0: be very useful we'll see what happens when it comes yeah. down to it maybe i'll do a, an episode
1: uh by myself talking about it or something um, I, am, I imagine it's like the same movie but with like 60 percent more slow-mo I think it's probably <laughs> what it
0: is. Thanks for joining us this week, guys. If you want to review us, awesome! Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We are now on Anchor. Thank you for joining us for "Promising Young Woman." I hope you checked it out, and I would love to know whether which side of the fence you fell on. Did it?
1: Did you hate it? Did you love it? Why? I want to know. Let us know, and 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 uh, let us know your favorite breakfast as well. Ooh, yum. And scene
0: movie movie awesome. I have to go to the bathroom really bad. All right, dude. Um, I'll send you this footage. But I uh, held tomorrow. that for you.
1: I held that for me or for them? For you. Oh,
0: because thanks, man. we can
1: edit it out. They're not gonna. It's, it doesn't matter for them. We still yeah. need a post. Whatever, whatever. I feel like this is it. Cool.